hey, hey, and welcome back, besties, to another episode, yet again, of the Duality Podcast with your favorite duo, Bella and Simmy. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about loneliness, socialization, and its connection to a term that has been coined as third places. A third place is a term that was coined by American sociologist Ray Oldenburg in the 1980s. Um, Basically, he brought up this notion that a third place is a space for informal, free social interaction and that he thought it was very essential to democracy. The concept has gained unexpected popularity over the years, I think, because we just talk more and more about how technology and consumerism has been affecting our society. And I think recently, probably like in the last couple of months, um, I feel like two video essays on YouTube went viral on TikTok um, about third places one by Elliot Sang and another one by Madison Brown so there's been more conversation about it and we have so many thoughts on it so we wanted to do an episode dedicated to it we're gonna be talking about what third places are the value of them our experience with them growing up versus our experiences now why we think they're disappearing and how we want to continue to advocate for third places and support them yes yeah. Beautifully said. Thank you. Thank you. Um, do you have any life updates? She's in the thick of it. I'm so down horrible, everyone. <laughs> everyone. Um, life is fine, actually. It's good. But I'm just in finals. So I have three research papers and an exam. All due within the week. Mm. And simultaneously work. So after this week, I'll finally be free. But that's really my only life update. Um... Yeah, just been loving life. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's like getting me down. So <laughs> we'll get through it. Yes, you will. One way or another. I know. Next episode, I'll be done. So hear me on the other side then. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, the worst feeling of being in school is like when you know that you only have a couple days left and like you just want to fast forward time through the pain. Like you know that it's literally hours, days away. Exactly. But you're just in it. Yes. A constant state of panic. Literally, I you know, know my, I'm like so anxious and I just want like, it's like also when I feel as if every second counts, mm. so I don't go on walks as much as I would, which honestly is probably counterintuitive, but no, unfortunately, that's how I am too. I would never go on a walk. I would never do anything that's good for my mental health when I'm stressed like that. Exactly. Like, <laughs> Let me just lock myself in my room. Yeah. So yeah, stay tuned, but that's kind of it. What about you? For me, last weekend I was I spent time with Bella at her apartment in the OC. And ever since then specifically, I we went to literally my favorite vintage shop I've ever been to in my entire life potentially because it was so affordable. The cure the curation of the place was so amazing and literally perfect. Yeah, it was just too good. Like I spent hours. I literally spent hours there. I I had gone on a little walk without Bella. I saw it. And I called Belle and I told her, you need to come here expeditiously. It's too good. You have to experience this. And we spent hours. Um, and basically, that's just like kickstarted my continued obsession with vintage and just how well-made products were in the past and how mm-hmm. much I just want to have everything old and vintage in my future home. So I've been on a kick about that, looking at things. I went thrifting the other day and I was just admiring all the old things that I saw that I couldn't get because I don't have a justification for, but just I'm happy that 
they exist and I hope other people bring those things home and treasure them forever. Anyways, I'd say that I was, I've been stressed about just like classic end of year things, trying to get life together. It comes to the holidays. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to get my finances in check. I'm trying to get like a lots, lots of things in check and it's been a little stressful, but it's fine. I'm super excited for the next couple of weeks. We have some really exciting episodes planned and I just can't wait because whenever we do episodes, it makes us like it forces us to like sit down and bunker down and think about a topic at length. And we will be talking about like end of year reflection and life planning for 2024 in the next couple of episodes. So I'm just so excited to do it alongside y'all listening. But yeah, anyways, that's it for me for now. Love, love, love. Yes. Um, that vintage shop also put me on incense and it's so cool mm-hmm. and so cheap and it smells so good. Well, the ones that I got from there. So no, love that place. Good life updates. Thank you. And yeah, I need to get my life together too. So I'm glad that these episodes get ready to get all of our lives together, everyone together as we will be doing some life planning episodes. Yes. <laughs> But anyways, back to the topic. Give us a little intro, Simi. I mean, you already gave us intro, but tell us a little bit more. You know me. I'm going to come through with some with some stats, you know? Unfortunately. Trying not to drone on yes. about these because I found so many stats. But let's just talk about loneliness first, I think. That video essay that's very popular by Elliot saying he brought up this these statistics, basically, saying that adults have less close friends than ever before. And the time that we spend with friends um, – for those who are 15 years old to 24 years old, has reduced 70% over the last two decades from 150 minutes a day. That is cr- – I couldn't even imagine socializing for that long. Wait. I know. That's why. That's an hour and 30 minutes? Okay. To 40 minutes a day? No, two. It's two hours oh. and 30 minutes. Two hours and 30 minutes to 40 minutes a day. Yes, I know math. Yes, to 40 minutes a day. <laughs> and – um. Honestly, that's shocking, but honestly, growing up is just so tragic in that way because you are forced to socialize during school, but everything growing up, you just socialize less and less. It's kind of sad. So I think we can pretty much understand and and get that loneliness is probably not good for us, but seriously, chronic loneliness can re- like actually cause a reduction in your lifespan um, that's similar to other terrible things like smoking cigarettes and other health conditions so loneliness your mental health how you feel about your place in the world and how you interact with other people it matters a lot and I was pulling stats about how lonely are we really so these were studies that were compiled for it was like post-pandemic studies obviously we know in the pandemic loneliness has increased but here are some stats that really illustrate it and really get into the demographic differences in loneliness. So the big stat is that more than half of U.S. adults, so 58% of U.S. adults are considered lonely. And that's pretty consistent with pre-pandemic research that showed 61% of adults experiencing loneliness in 2019. So basically before the pandemic, it was lower. It increased by like 7% during the pandemic. And now it's like gone. It's gotten a little better by like 3%, but it's still overall people are lonelier. And 
a lot of different factors affect loneliness as well and the statistics that we see on loneliness. So one, income affects it. We saw that nearly two-thirds of adults, or 63%, that earn less than $50,000 per year are classified as lonely, and that's 10% higher than those who earn $50,000 or more. So that's crazy. Basically saying that, like, you – the likelihood of you being lonely if you make less than $50,000 is 10% more than vice versa. Another thing that affected it is, like, how you receive your health benefits, which probably is tied to other things. But it says that 72% of people who receive their health benefits through Medicaid are classified as lonely in comparison to 55% of adults who are covered by private, employer, or union-provided health insurance, which I thought was interesting. And... 79% of adults aged 18 to 24 report feeling lonely compared to 41% of seniors aged 66 and older. So older people report like are not as lonely. And that shocked me because I always thought that when you're older, you have a harder time socializing, but maybe because they have longstanding friends or they like have to be more intentional with like being around people, they feel less lonely. I think it was probably more more normal to be like social back then you know like the social environment of today it kind of breeds loneliness a lot more than like when older people were like I I don't know you know what I mean I think they're just socialized to probably be more social so in general they're even today they're still more social right yeah, that's just my theory, though. I don't know. No, definitely. Anyways, that's interesting. I think that's definitely possible. Another disparity that exists is the difference between people who are parents and who aren't. Uh, basically, people who are parents are 10% more likely, or 60, 65% of parents are classified as lonely compared to 55% of non-parents, and it especially affects mothers. And then they, they did, like, a whole side plug on, like, how loneliness also affects the way that you work, and basically loneliness results in unengaged employees lower productivity and decreased performance it said it said that lonely employees are more than twice as likely than those who aren't lonely to miss a day of work due to illness or they're more than five times as likely to miss work due to stress so basically if you're more lonely you're just not you wouldn't you won't be able to do your work as productively as if you weren't so all this to say, there's a lot of loneliness going on. Um, it's been increasing over time. But now let's kind of like shift to the whole third place thing. So we mentioned earlier that a third place is a space for informal, free social interaction. And really, there are characteristics of places that make it a third place and common examples. The common examples that people always point to are like coffee shops, parks, arcades, roller rinks, like places that used to be very cheap and open to people of all classes. But there's also other characteristics of a third place. Yes. So according to UNESCO, um, third place is like what makes one a third place is number one, it's neutral ground. So you don't need an invitation and anyone can enter. It also has like a really, it's supposed to have a pretty low barrier to entry if even one. So like you shouldn't have to put money up front or there shouldn't be a ton of like distance between where you live and where it is, those kinds of things. The second trait is that it's unstructured. So you can come and go as you please. 
Number three, not expensive. Number four, it's a place to talk. So conversation is usually the main activity. You can play like games. Um, it's just kind of like a place to let loose. Next, it should be near your home or workplace. It should also have regulars, but also strangers should be welcome. I had seen an article that said that the whole thing about regulars is because regulars create the environment and like the the vibe of the place and they encourage people who are new to like still feel like belonging. And so if there's someone who feels comfortable in the space and is a regular, it helps promote like other people feeling more comfortable. So that makes sense that third places need regulars. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of creates the culture like you were kind of saying exactly. Um, it's basically just like a place to escape your worries and troubles, to relax, to unwind. It also, there used to be a lot more options, I think, because there was a lot less barrier to entry in the past than there is now. Like examples of third places would be like parks, coffee shops, arcades, roller rinks, et cetera, like malls, um, places that are open to people from all classes. But as things have changed, I think like, I mean, like roller rinks, arcades, they're less common. And if they do exist, they're pretty expensive. Arcades um, are so expensive. Can we talk about that? Like it blows yeah. my mind sometimes. Even fairs, fairs are so expensive. Like even if they, most of them have an entrance fee, entrance fee, and then that doesn't count any of the rides you go on or any of the games you play. Like it just feels so intense. Anyways, keep going. No, exactly. A lot of these things, like coffee shops. I mean, we live in Southern California, and coffee shops here are like, like seven bucks a coffee. What'd you say? Which is like, it's like seven dollars for a coffee. Really. Oh, yeah, if you get, like, oat milk or something. Yeah. If you get, like, oat milk, yeah. yeah. If you get oat milk and it's, like, a small – like, if it's on a Starbucks, like, if it's, like, an actual independent But even that, shop. Starbucks used to be known as the one that was marking up co coffee, but it just introduced, like, a whole realm of luxury coffee experiences that are all more expensive even than Starbucks. Even Starbucks, yeah. though, it is pretty expensive. Yeah, honestly, I can't with Starbucks. They ruined the vibes for everyone. Like, imagine how many cute coffee shops would exist if they had never come to be. Like, they make me sick, but it's fine. Then – Basically, all these corporations that took the market from small businesses. But anyways, yeah, exactly. It's, like, expensive. Parks, I guess parks do exist, but it just depends, like, the safeness of your neighborhood and stuff. Another one would be, like, probably, like, libraries. I, I should probably go to the library more because there's always, like, free events at those things, you know, like, community events. But anyways, they're just less common now. And I think oftentimes we come to this conclusion that the reason we're lonely is because of technology or social media. Like we've all heard that story. And although it definitely contributes, I think discussing this third place phenomenon and this lack of these third places uh, really provides like another insight into why we could be lonely. And I think it is like one of the reasons that is contributing to loneliness because think about it, like if all the places you have to go are your work and home, what are we doing? You know, like there's not a lot of like excitement and like meeting new people and like that's, yeah, it just adds a lot of a vibrancy to life. Mm -hmm. um, and so I also want to add that third places also provide collective communities. So I think right now maybe we do have third places like online or um, in just like our already established friend groups or families, but the thing about those is that they are exclusive and they're very like refined. I think there's a lot of value in being able to go to a third place that isn't, I don't know, that isn't so curated to us. Like you're not just around people who think exactly like you because that's how it always feels exactly. like it is. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I, I think that all everything you're saying kind of alludes to the points that we're going to get into of like why we think they're disappearing and stuff. But before we do that, I just want to talk a little bit about like our experience with what I feel like what felt like more third places in the past. Like for me, I feel like mm-hmm. in high school, Starbucks was super important to me and my sisters, my sisters and I. Dang, I always make that grammar mistake, SMH. Anyways, so Starbucks was really important to us. And that it's crazy to think that in high school, that means it was like eight to 10 years ago. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? We're old? We're literally old. Cool, and screaming. Cool, cool. Yeah. Not really old, but it's just crazy to think how how fast time has passed. Anyways, but it, at that time, we used to go to Starbucks all the time. I remember Guri was the like a social butterfly. She would start conversations with so many people really? who were sitting there. And it would always be like very inspiring to see. And I just feel like there was always outlets, always Wi-Fi. No one was like pressuring you to leave the place. And even when you were working mm-hmm. on your own independent work, it still felt like even we, there used to be like um, less individual seating options, I noticed, like more community tables, like people had to sit all on the tables that were next to other people because it was the only ones with outlets next to them. But it's interesting because within the last year, right now I'm not going to Starbucks because of the boycotts, but within the last year, the last time I went to Starbucks because I wanted to work on something – it's genuinely they have redone their store store layouts. I genuinely feel to be more uncomfortable for people wanting to sit there for a long time. There's way fewer. Oh no, actually, there's no outlets. They covered all the outlets at the one that's next to our, really? our houses. Yeah, they literally covered them with a steel I'm plate. Screaming, and that's so bad. I think it's for multiple multiple reasons. I think specifically, probably a lot is probably homeless people. Yeah, which is I, specifically the one next to our house like struggles with people like without homes and i feel like they come to charge their stuff but also like that is so essential for people because there's more starbucks like starbucks in an area than there are like libraries around for you to be able to charge your phone so it's just sad yeah and then like i noticed in general have you noticed this a lot of the independent coffee shops you go to like they don't if they have wi-fi it never works well and i always end up using my hotspot yeah so it's just weird to think back then it was so casual and not a big deal. And now it just feels like a big deal. Do you have a, a one? Yeah, I think that, I mean, something I've noticed lately, when I was a kid, I feel like I used to go to, where did I go? I don't know. I feel like your third place when you're a kid is kind of like the extracurricular activities you do, at least for me, like community orchestras or church or like volunteer events it was more event-based than place which I guess makes it maybe not a third place because I guess a third place should be a place not like an event but anyways um those are probably the majority of my third places growing up I think when you get to college at least in my college like people would kind of go to the library to meet up which was super fun like there was a patio outside the library that everyone would always meet at Mm -hmm. um to socialize and that was kind of cool. Like, I remember all oh, memories. You'd, like, walk into the library, Payson Library, Pepperdine University, shout out, and just, like, say hi. Like, I feel like I always recognized, you know what I mean? Like, um, there's always someone that you knew that was there. So you'd, like, say hi and, like, sit down with them for a little bit and then be like, how's your day going, blah, 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 blah. And then be like, okay, well, I'm going to go to Starbucks or I'm going to go um, to class. So I think that was, like, really cool. People would, like meet with their clubs, like play with their, like play on their guitars outside the library. And that was like the social hub. So that, I think that was like my third place in college. And then really until I moved where we're from low key, there's no, like there's no coffee shops other than like Starbucks. There's starting to become a couple more. Like there's probably like 
five. We have more boba shops than we do coffee shops, which is interesting. But boba shops aren't really like the coffee shop energy. It's like vibe. Yeah, it's like extremely bright white lights. Yeah, (laughs) you just can't. There's no ambiance. But um, but yeah, now since I moved here, there's a lot more. I think it's just because it's like more of an affluent community that's more walkable. So there's just like more opportunities for. Those kinds of things. You live um, in a unique, a very unique situation where it's specifically a walkable street area. Yeah, it's it's very abnormal, especially for the U.S. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. So I definitely. Think I don't know. I th- well, honestly, you were saying the third place was your college, and that makes sense. But like at the end of the day, obviously, that's not like a publicly accessible place. And also, coffee shops True, in terms yeah. of like being able to sit there and work there is not really a third place because you're not going there to socialize. I feel like. Still right now, the only, if anything, you're just going there to literally work on your own independent work. So it's not social at all. But the only thing that's third place that still exists, I feel, is kind of the bar. But still, I don't think that, I I wonder, I don't know the stats. I wonder how, whether there's a decline in people going to the bar who are our age, like in their Mm -hmm. early 20s. But I don't know. Maybe I'm just crazy or I just don't live in a city and that's just what it is. But whether it's literally just being scared to go out to places i guess i'll just bring up one of the reasons i was going to go into later where i was like i just think that there's a growing concern of safety and i think that's what keeps people from third places a lot like whether it's at the club like i feel like all the stories we ever heard growing up about the club is like problems with like being roofied or like something bad happening and then yeah at the same thing like at a bar and we in america lack conveniently accessible locations nothing's walkable so like you can't go out to the bar and like have a chill night with your friends and like safely drive home like that's not safe you know Mm -hmm. and so it just doesn't Mm -hmm. feel the same but anyways because nothing's convenient i think unless you live legit new york city or in a downtown area or you're you have money to like at least 10 minutes yeah but even then like it doesn't really make it a third place because I have to hop in an Uber and pay like 40 bucks at least oh, yeah. for the like Uber, the, you know? the cost, yeah. So, yeah. So. And drinks are expensive also. That's also why bars are not as nice anymore. Like drinks for a glass of wine or a, a cocktail. You're paying 15 bucks. 15, easy. easy yeah. If not more. Mm-hmm. If not like 20 or 21 or something. Like it's just very, very expensive. Rapid fire to go through the yeah. other third places I feel like I had when I grew up. Like, I feel like community centers, like, there was a swim center in my city that I would go to every summer, like, all the time, where I feel like a lot of community members were next to each other. But again, that's like not a thing that's for young adults or for adults. Adults, it feels like it's just for kids. So that doesn't exist anymore for us. I wonder if kids, do you think kids still go to those? I feel like they do. Like, swim centers? Because I used to go to those too, but. They probably hope they do because those were fun. <laughs> no, they were literally some of the best memories ever. Um, and then I just think of middle school. Mm-hmm. Like I would go to the mall. All That's literally all I did. Go to the mall with my friends or go to the movies. But if you think about it, we have direct competitors to that. Like one, pe- malls are dying in general. Online shopping is way more popular. And going to the mall in and of itself is more expensive because there's not like as many cheap food or cheap things to buy i feel and then also directly competing with movies i still think people go out to see movies like there's i'm hoping that movies will movie theaters will continue to be surviving but streaming on-demand streaming has taken over all of that so like why you don't talk like at the movies either yeah like it's not like yeah no it's definitely not a third like place having actually. a conversation yeah yeah um 
but yeah, I just don't think, I just feel like malls are not as around. And the last thing I felt like, felt like more of a third place is like when I would volunteer, I feel like that would create a social environment to be around other people. But again, something about being an adult, like you don't feel like you have quote unquote time for doing things like that. Like maybe in rare bursts, but not like being consistently a part of something. So let's get into the main thing, which is like why we think third places are disappearing. We already talked about one, things are just not convenient. Things are not walkable. Transportation is an issue. Places are very far away from each other. And so there's nothing nowhere that you can nowhere that you can comfortably become a regular at because it's not it's not easy whether it's expensive when you get there or it's expensive just to get there that's not easy. The cost of third places, yeah, I feel like there's always some sort of barrier to entry. Like clubs they have, I mean sometimes they let you in for free, but some like sometimes you have to pay the cover charge and I don't know, I'm sure that technically existed in the past, but I don't know and just entrance fees for everything things are like more unaffordable and i think people are spending their money differently now than they used to there's less of a value in and of itself i think on a one night experience i feel like people would rather spend money on streaming platforms or spend money on subscriptions whatever Mm -hmm. and use that as a reason like everyone knows the whole trope is like if you go if you leave the house you're spending at least 40 dollars. you know Mm -hmm. so it's just expensive yeah expensive and depending on where you live pretty inaccessible yes oh i have one other third place i used to go to that actually was free that's actually such a grandmother sleigh the knitting center i used to go to this knitting shop in um by my house and like when i i was like hella into knitting like in high school kind of briefly recently but i stopped but you could go and it would just be, it was so cute. It was like this table with all these like old ladies and they were all making like a separate knitting thing. And then I would go because the lady who taught me how to knit is like my family friend, but she lived like far away. So I couldn't like go to her house for her to help me. So she was like, you should try the knitting shop like by your house. Like they'll help you. So I I would go in and they'd be like, oh yeah, I could totally help you. And it was just free. Like they would just help me with like what I, if I ran into like a problem or something on my design. And it was so crazy so there are diamonds in the rough i will say that like there are random places like that yeah Mm -hmm. oh my god why aren't you going to the knitting center (laughs) i should i just like stop knitting yeah no but but that's great that that exists is it like a non-profit or do they just meet up where do they meet up it's like a store that sells like yarn and then they just have like people just hang out there i don't really know why they have like snacks and stuff that's great that sounds amazing yeah (laughs) I mean, yeah, yeah I think cool. that maybe I don't know, I don't know how expensive knitting is. I don't think it's that expensive, right? Um, it depends what yarn you buy, but yeah, you could get it for cheap. I was gonna say, I mean, other things are other activities. Like I think people call like they feel like the gym is maybe a third place sometimes, or yeah, like true. pottery. But that's depending that's depending expensive. on those crafts and stuff. It can get expensive, and also and you're not doing that every day. Yeah. Also, I have another theory on that too, which is. Um, well, actually, I was inspired by a theory by at Kayla Scan on TikTok. But basically, she was saying that even existing third places are impacted by technology, like earphones. Like when you're at the gym, you put earphones on. So you're still not in your surrounding mm-hmm. area and you're not having a conversation. And honestly, as y'all should, as I did when I would go to a gym like that, like I feel like women, like, I do not want to be looking any bit approached. of approachable. Yeah. Like that's just 
because you just don't want to have to talk to people when you're just trying to get a workout in. There's just like an introvertedness, I feel like, in general, of going out in public. And it, mm-hmm. it relates to what you said earlier, just kind of like, I think we're so used to opting out of relationships or even conversations with people that we don't feel exactly. like share our interests. Like, exactly. I don't know why. It just feels so like you're inconveniencing someone by talking to them because I just think that there's this overwhelming culture that everyone's time is so precious and I know, boo, yeah. that their time is so precious and that like, I don't know, they're just, yeah, that everyone's busy and that you don't want to inconvenience anyone. Inconvenience think- is like the detriment of our society right now. Yeah, not wanting to be inconvenience, quote unquote. Because what is convenience? Let's really break that down. But that's for another episode. Yeah, (laughs) like what? So it takes less time and energy. But then that's kind of cool. Like if you if someone's if a conversation takes like a little bit of time, like you never know. I think I think it's also because our our quote unquote third places are our friendships in many ways. But that's not a third place because you're not challenging yourself. You're not meeting people outside of your zone you're not meeting people who are different ages than you who have different like like worldviews than you who have like different experiences because friends usually are a reflection of you but I think there's just so much value in like meeting those people who you really don't really have that much in common with yeah and I'm excited to get into that I have like so many points about that but I'll wait till we get the what is the value oh yeah continue yeah Um, We also talked already about like coffee shops becoming like a chain sort of thing. But I think it's just it's pointing to a larger thing where gentrification and commercialization of things is so prevalent that one, obviously, there's like a lack of charm and like individual like I feel like independent coffee shops, they each have their own vibe. But if things are just commercialized and like a brand, then there's no longer a unique vibe and culture to an area that you can like create and and experience with friends or with general public whatever and also mm-hmm. the con- commercialization of everything think about like why starbucks would have a problem with people sitting there is because like they're taking up space for other customers like if you're so concerned about not building a community but building profit or trying to make the things most efficient then like you're going to create systems that go with that you're logic. gearing towards efficiency yeah yeah not like community building it's like efficiency is what you're looking for yeah and then we'll say Definitely. the last cliche point obviously is that technology has impacted um third places and how they're disappearing but i think that when people say this argument they often talk about how like virtual connections have taken the place of physical in-person gatherings but i honestly just think overall is just Technology has evolved to be addicting, in my opinion, and you mm-hmm. just – we just spend our time alone differently than we used to because before we didn't have the option of watching any movie or show you can ever dream of on demand at any time. Like, no, if there wasn't something on mm-hmm. TV on the guide, I wouldn't have that anything to watch. Like, I'd be bored. If, if I had something on DVR, mm-hmm. then maybe I'd watch it, but, like – Otherwise, you would go outside and you'd play with the people in your neighborhood, at least for me. And then I just think, yeah, we use social media for hours. Like, it's become a pastime that we have to try to limit in our day because it so easily fills the gap of any thinking space or any bored, quote-unquote, bored space in a day. And so, yeah, 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 we're not going to third places as much because we're connecting with each other virtually, but also I just genuinely think 
beyond even connecting with each other virtually, we're just, our hobbies are completely different. They're not in person, in the moment hobbies anymore. They're just being on our phones. So obviously that's going to impact us wanting to go out and socialize. Like I feel like going out feels like an, again, an inconvenience, like having to get all dressed up and not even knowing what's going to happen. I feel like people don't want to do that. I can also tie this to many, many different things, unfortunately, but it's probably just me making correlations that aren't proven. But for one, there's like the whole aspect of the lack of socialization, even in car culture and checking out at a store. For car culture, it's like we see each other as traffic. We don't see each other as people when we're in our cars. And then for checking out, like, we view it inconvenient to have to talk to a cashier for five seconds while they scan our stuff and like wait through that process. That self-checkout is just like a whole thing that we do now because it's more convenient. Like we're just opting out of so many interactions in the name of quote convenience. And it's just weird. I also think that the reason why third places are dying is because we've been valuing experiential events in a weird way more than deep meaningful connecting with strangers for example like going to the mall there are more pop-ups of things or like the stranger things event or going to a virtual light christmas walkthrough show or something and i don't know it just feels like i I think i talked about this a couple of or a couple months ago. Sometimes I feel the pumpkin patch this year I went. And when I'm looking at everyone around me, it feels so much less about like sitting down and enjoying yourself. It's more just about like taking photos or just like, I don't know. Things just don't feel as yeah. deep as they used to feel in a way. I think also it's because, and I myself feel this way too. Like I think I go into, I feel like I go into experiences or days or events or whatever, kind of like in my mind, like setting out an expectation and going to achieve that expectation. So if I'm going to the pumpkin patch, I'm like, okay, I'll take pictures. I'll buy a pumpkin. I'll make a memory with like a family member or a friend. And that's all I, I'm going there to check off that checklist. Whereas I think in the past, because we didn't have pictures to take to post on social media or like, I don't know, I guess we were like less in our own bubbles. I think maybe this is also just a theory, but maybe people were going places without a checklist and more so just to experience it and meet the people there and talk to other people. And when you had an expectation that, okay, I'm probably going to talk to a stranger today, then there's no point of a checklist because you have no idea who you're going to meet or what that's going to bring you. But now I think I just go into experiences kind of like, I'm not like open to the the possibilities of things I don't know. I'm going into them thinking like, this is what it's going to bring me and I'm going to go achieve what it's going to bring me. I think it's more Maybe, oh, I don't know, we live life a little bit more like self-centered than like, because it, it really does come, come down to like convenience and efficiency too. Thinking about, well, well, what are the things I'm seeking out rather than I'm just going with an open mind, kind of seeing Yeah, I feel it like it's me, the loss you know? of free time. Like we don't ever feel like mm-hmm. we have free time. So going to truly free time. I truly don't think, yeah, yeah truly free time is like, yeah crazy but anyways keep going yeah no I just I think that because there's this idea that we need to maximize our time all the time and everything that we're Mm -hmm. if whenever we're spending time on something that isn't completely planned out and we know that there's going to be a tangible result from it we don't want to do it like 
Mm-hmm. Like you said, if you're going to the pumpkin patch with your family, you're thinking like, I need to get a photo out of this. I need to do this X, Y, and Z. And like, that's what makes that experience worth it. Like we're always looking for like getting something out of everything we do. And so we don't, and then we don't feel like we have the free time or the money or the means or all these different things to just go out and experience things with no expectation. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that exactly. makes sense. So with that, what are what what do you think is like the value of having a third place? Obviously, it's pretty evident that it will help combat loneliness and help with social connection, but what else? Mhm. Well, as I was researching for this episode, I came across this extremely interesting tidbit of history from UNESCO. Um, I guess in 1650 in England, coffee houses um, were kind of like on the rise for the first time. And these were the places of preferred political debate, which I think is so interesting. Like they were the places that intellectuals, quote unquote intellectuals, but people just went to have interesting intellectual conversations, like talk about politics, talk about um, really just big ideas. And King Charles II actually tried to suppress these coffee houses and consider them dangerous because they were places where free speech and equality was like really embraced. And it was actually, I guess, considered like a precursor of democracy because these were the places where people like from all walks of life were sharing what they thought in an environment that was allowing free speech. It was actually coffee houses in England were called quote unquote penny university because it cost a penny to enter and like newspapers were free. So people would not only go to exchange, I know, would not only go to exchange ideas, but also to learn more, like going for newspapers. They also had a lot of businesses that were run out of these coffee houses. So I thought that was really interesting because it's like showing that these third places back in the 1650s, like these were the places that were the birthplaces of like modern democracy and like having free speech and expressing ourselves and like centers to debate and learn from other people. And I think we can still achieve that today, but I just think that that culture has kind of been stripped from third places. And the thing is, there's less value in a third place if that essence is taken out of it. And I think that's kind of like, has a little bit been what has happened. Like, I just don't think there's that much of a culture of that around coffee shops or around like community centers. Like, I don't think people are just talking as much as they used to. So I don't know. I just thought that was like super interesting that it's not only just, yeah, fun to make friends, fun to make community you'll be less lonely, but it actually has had these like huge historical impacts. Well, yeah, the idea sharing part of it is so important. And we talked about it earlier where people are just so siloed in their niche realm of thought, like whether it's literal algorithms on TikTok, like giving you ideas that you already resonate with so deeply and just like copies what you already feel and reinforces your opinions. You're no, we're no longer, no longer exposed to a, another person's general perspective in the same way that we were mm-hmm. and it's making people care less about each other than ever before like those that things that mm-hmm. I saw in like the research too where we just feel more I feel like we we're gonna end up feeling more selfish we're gonna end up being more individualistic because we're literally not exposing ourselves to other people so that's going to affect the way that we vote. It's going to affect the way that we decide to spread welfare for other people, whatever it may be, just caring about other people. It's just becoming more and more diminished as we're not actually shit, like spending time with other people and sharing ideas 
and all that. So that completely makes sense. And then it's just obviously your quote from King Charles II about them being dangerous. It's just like evidence in and of itself because they know that if we talk and we connect and we care about each other, then like the people may be a little bit more powerful. The unity is dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, it's true. And it is dangerous because it's like, yeah, like you said, because it's powerful and because it has like substance and meaning and like our powers in being challenged by each other and like engaging in those conversations. And I don't know. I just think, I think like, well, I'm not even talking about like political beliefs, but I'm talking like Okay, I'm someone who education has really shaped my worldview. So I went to college. I'm like in a master's program right now. Like that is kind of like the framework through which I see a lot of life from. But like what if I went to a coffee shop and I met someone who was like didn't graduate high school and was like a small business owner or, you know, like just had this completely different life experience. Or someone just working Not in a creative to... field when I work in like more of a technical one, you know? Yeah. Like how cool is that? I don't know. I just think it's like, it's just so, so interesting. And if you're able to talk about like really cool ideas from different perspectives, I just think it lends such a, such a more interesting worldview and it just makes us more unified as a people. And I, I think it's easier to like see our, our similarities rather than like think about our differences. So cliche, but mm -hmm. I think it's true. My two other expanded theories that I've been cooking in my brain as we've been talking, are one, I think that the reason why – I think it's just growing up, too. You lean less into community resources when you're an adult who can take care of themselves or if you have the means to not have to rely on community resources like libraries um, or just, like, local events. But also, I think that we're just – there's, like, this obsession with exclusivity and, like, going mm -hmm. to things that look cool all the time and look different. And so I think that leads us away from things that are very accessible to other people. Like, we want to be going to exclusive events, not accessible events, and showing that off. Like, it feels cooler to go to a concert that only some people got tickets to in comparison to, like, someplace that's open for anybody. And then another theory I've been cooking is I think that there's – there feels like so much more it's gonna sound bad but like accountability in a way when you're in public of there being a record of everything that you say and do mm, I don't know if that yeah I feel like when you go out before it would just be an interaction there and then but now it's like oh let me add you on socials let me keep up with you let me see what that person is doing that I met for five seconds like, let me see what they're doing, like, a year from now because we're still following each other. Like, you feel more tied to – I don't know. It, it can't just be, like, life in the moment, interacting right then. Like, we end up having, like, a digital record of everything we do. And so, I don't know. I just feel like they're – it's, like, more creepy. Like, if you did something crazy, someone can take out their phone and take a video of you, you know? Like, just that feeling of, like, you're not – like, there's always, like, somebody watching over you and what you're doing. I don't know. I feel like that impacts it, too, in a way because people don't live in the moment. And, like, instead of even being pretty vocal in conversation or something, like, 
you have the distraction of someone's phone buzzing or them deciding to look down and like you taking it as a sign that maybe they're not interested or just being distracted by not the present moment. I feel like that happens a lot. Yeah, I will say though, I think it's kind of like, it's like the other side of the coin of people feeling like chill with cyberbullying, but not with telling it to you. Exactly. Face. Like, I exactly. think it's like people just feel more comfortable nowadays in their own room with their phone because everything's predictable and you're in control. There are no other exterior factors, which, yeah, I guess is positive because you can kind of predict what's happening next. But it's actually not positive because it, I, I think it breeds a lot more – you know what I mean? Like if, if you're in person, people aren't going to be as vocal – I don't, you know what I'm trying to say? I don't know. I, I feel like I almost have the idea, but it's not totally getting out. But I just, no, I, I feel you. like, yeah, in person, maybe people are a little bit more guarded because you actually are, you're there. Like you're physically there, you're mentally there, you're there. But that means it's more profound, you know? Why do we mm -hmm. feel so much more emboldened to say a bunch of crazy stuff online? Because we don't have to be there. We don't have to be like, fully present like that's not that's not really our reality like our twitter feed is not our reality that's just something we're putting out there to be like some projection of ourselves there's no projection of yourself when you're in person you can't you can't show off your aesthetic feed or like all the things that you repost people aren't getting you for the person you curate people are getting you for the person you are in that moment and i mm -hmm. think that's a lot more like vulnerable oh yeah and it's so much um, more yeah it's so much harder to do like it's easy yeah. to you don't have all these other things Mm -hmm. like adding to who you are no exactly you only have that impression there and then of what you are and I think that's like a very scary thing I mean people obviously we like deal with anxiety we deal with like feeling stressed trying exactly. to be in situations but with the social stuff you can just cut all the noise because you don't feel most of the time I feel like people don't feel as embarrassed about you know the perfectly curated version of themselves that they can put online so yeah I definitely agree with with all of that mm-hmm but also, I'm surprised you didn't mention it up to now. It's like, it's really hard because older generations, they would meet their partners at a bar. Like, you would meet it through having genuine conversations with someone in person. But now I feel like not only is it struggling with friends, it's struggling with dating and just with meeting people in general. Um, I wonder how networking has yeah. even been affected by all this. I think it's not affected as bad because if you live in a city around people, people still network. But... Yeah. Still. I feel like networking, yeah, I don't know. The thing is too, like networking, I feel like there's networking events. Like people make that ish happen. Especially if you live in a city, there's always a networking event going on. But that's like an organization holding those things. Whereas like dating, friend making, it's not like the dating organization come to the speed dating. Like, yeah, there is speed dating, but it's just not as common. And then same with like friend making. There's not really friend speed dating. I mean, I'm sure there is in some rare instances, but those are a lot more like organic connections. So yeah. I don't know. But yeah, it does, it does affect that stuff, I guess. I think bottom line, let's talk about how we can build these. Yes. I think bottom line, like not even for dating – I, and I know I said this in the last episode, and I've been trying to, but like really going out there in the wild, in a, at a coffee shop, at a library, at a park, whatever, without a phone or an earbud in your ear, no screen, no earbud. I mean, have the phone for safety, but don't be on it because it's not very inviting. And I think if you just like, 
if we read a book or like make an effort to really smile at people and make a connection like that. I don't know. I just think that that that's so, it goes so far. Like I talked about this episodes ago and, um, like I pushed myself to randomly say hi to a girl one day at the beach because I was like wanting to make friends. And now like I literally hung out with her last weekend, like her and her husband and their whole friend group. And then I met like five more people because of her. And that was just because I like smiled and said hi to some girl and said that her coat was cute because I wanted to make friends. Like what? That's crazy. Yeah. Like, I would have no crazy. friends right now if I hadn't like done that. So yeah. I, and not only did I go hang out with her last weekend with all of her friends, but like they invited me to this cabin like a couple weekends ago and I like went on a boat a speedboat for the first time in my life like what and that if was all just from just a smile like, it's crazy all from a smile and being like oh my gosh I love your coat so cute like what insane so I just think like there's so many opportunities for that more than we know and yes I think that there's a lot of factors against us like there are places not being as accessible but I think in times when they're not as accessible we just got to really make it work like it's in our hands more now which I mean sucks but I feel like if there's more of a need, there's going to be more of a meeting of that need. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's like go out, like still try, um, even though there's less third spaces and it's hard to get yourself out there, just try. And one thing that I that I feel like I actively try to do is not only if I can talk to a stranger, if I can smile at someone or just like make their day maybe a kind of bit better, like be open and not rolling your eyes in attitude to somebody talking to you and try to be I actively Mm -hmm. try to beat the I'm busy allegations in my brain or like I don't have time for this in my brain like that voice Mm -hmm. inside of me that screams that when someone talks to me I really try to push it down when especially because I feel like older people are way more likely to talk because they're more used to socializing in general I really try to carry out the entire conversation even if I feel like oh, I'm in a rush. No, am I really in a rush? Like, it's not that deep, you know? So just being more present in the moment and open to interaction, I think, is is massive, so. Yeah, and think about how many people feel the same way. Yeah. You know, I feel like the themes of these last, like, couple episodes have been similar, but it's true. It's like there, people are seeking connection, so it's like go to that third place, be that person. Um, yeah, agreed. And I was also going to say, I think that community events like libraries and stuff, they actually have events low-key like all the time. Like libraries do. I know there's like an art center in the city we grew up in that's always having free events, like free art classes and things. So I actually just picked up the like local magazine to the city I just moved to and they have events literally almost every day. So if you're seeking it out, they exist. Chances are you're going to find it. Yeah. Agreed. So yeah, I think there's just so much value in that. And like, yeah, not everyone has to be your best friend and that's okay, but you can learn something from every single person, I think. I think we all can. And uh, oh my gosh, all these episodes are just screaming to me to be more social. It's hard. It's hard sometimes. Even for me as someone who I like think I'm a pretty social person, genuinely, it's hard. Mm-hmm. So why do you think it's but hard? it's always worth it. I just, to be social. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it really is just me focusing so much inward, like thinking about like, I'm, I think it's like fear and I don't really know what I'm scared of, but I guess like maybe in a weird way, like 
fear of putting myself out there, like what people will think of me or like, I don't know. Because it's like when I rationalize it, there's no really reason to be scared. Okay, someone thinks I'm weird, whatever. I think a lot of it is probably because it's like a muscle I haven't utilized or what's that phrase people, muscle I haven't stretched, whatever that phrase is. It's like something I haven't used in a long time, like talking to people that I don't already know. There's like a level of risk there. I'm like, they could be all these people, they could they could be anyone and then they could think I'm anyone if that makes sense, you know, but that risk is like worth it. But I guess it just scares me. I don't know. Why do you think it's hard for you to socialize? Is it, If it is, I don't know if you think it is. I don't, I don't feel like it's super hard, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like I'm less often in spaces where I want to maybe socialize. Like I don't, I don't know if that makes sense. Like I feel like in my local Starbucks, like I'm not. Like, there's not a lot of people in my age range that I would be wanting to socialize with. Um, but mm. if I was, I don't think I'd be – I mean, I, I feel like my, my problem with doing it is I, I get scared that I'm inconveniencing somebody else. Me personally, I mean, unless I'm, like, so busy, like I have a deadline or something, I love talking to people. Like, it makes me feel so happy just knowing about someone else's life and, like, just hearing a different perspective of life always. Like, it's just so interesting to me. Um but I just get scared that I'm inconveniencing somebody else by asking them about theirs and trying to, like, open conversation. But, yeah, other, way, other than that, I don't feel like I'm scared to. I mean, I guess, like, you can feel kind of scared. Like, if I mean, if I approach someone that I think is super cool-seeming, like, they're reading a cool book or whatever, I would just be scared that maybe I'm not cool like them. But what can you do? It, you know, it is what it yeah. is. I don't know. That is so fascinating. Maybe, I guess maybe I'm not even scared. Maybe I am. Maybe I just haven't done it in a long time, so it seems like foreign. And and the thing is, about the inconveniencing thing, I feel like nine times out of ten, if you really are, if someone really cannot talk, they'll just tell you, like, oh, I have, like, this big deadline, you know? Or whatever. You spend five minutes if they're unresponsive. Okay, well, it's nice to meet yeah, you. Yeah, I, know? I think it's less of someone going to tell you they have a deadline. I think it's more just, like, is the conversation really going to be – you can tell if someone's engaged to want to continue the conversation. Otherwise, what's the most it's going to be? five seconds a minute like it takes a lot for the conversation to continue but you never know what you like open the door to just by taking a first step exactly maybe now that i think about it it's the risk of um rejection doing something awkward (laughs) no i think being oh i don't know maybe i am i don't i mean maybe it could be rejection but who cares i don't know i don't know if it's really rejection for me i think it's more like well, I guess it is rejection. Being awkward is like a different form of rejection. I'm like scared I'm going to do something super like I'll trip on my face or like say something super weird and they're just like, ugh, what a weird person. Like, because mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like when I'm nervous, I'm like more awkward. And so I'm like scared of that. But whatever, who cares? Like, what can I do? I'm just, I'm just a quirky girl. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, obviously you don't want something insanely bad to happen fall or something like that's just that'll just make anybody feel embarrassed whether they're trying to start a conversation with someone or not but I mean when was the last time you fell you know just like it's chill today just kidding I know imagine (laughs) yeah exactly I know you gotta do it honestly girl honestly sorry to bring it to you you have like actually no excuse because one you live in a rare walkable little city and then two you are self-described extrovert 
So there's really no excuse for you, girl. <laughs> no, there's no excuse for me. That's what I'm saying. Either I'm not an extrovert or I think you're an extrovert. I'm a weird exception or everyone feels a little bit like scared to talk to people. Mm-hmm. Almost definitely everyone. everyone does, but you got to break through through the through the mountains. Break through. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. I, I, I'm like, I know I was going to go out today to a coffee shop and like randomly talk to people. It was actually in the plan. But due to finals, I haven't. So post Friday, I have no excuses. So stay tuned next episode. I'm actually going to say it today. I'm going to talk to someone random and I'm going to have a story. Okay? okay. So those will be the life updates. We're creating the third places. We're diving in. Mm-hmm. And we're turning a page. Anyways, yes. That sounds muy bien. <laughs> but okay, I think that's good for our episode for today. I encourage you all to seek out and create third places for our generation and future and past and all generations. Um, and honestly, we're going to create third places through our handy-dandy close friends story that Bella has yes. still not posted. <laughs> On our accounts. We have promo for it that I need. I've been needing to. So I'll get on that too by next episode. (laughs) Yes. But if you would like to join our close friend story, we're going to be doing really cool things like book clubs and maybe pen pals. um, Just things of that nature to get to know each other and build a community here at the Duality Podcast. And so, yeah, if you would like to join our close friend story go ahead and message us on Instagram or, I mean, technically if you didn't have Instagram or something, you could email us at dearduality at gmail.com. Just in case I'm just shouting out for the, for those who may be on a social media hiatus, no barrier of entry. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, there's that. Otherwise follow us on Instagram at duality pod and TikTok at duality podcast. We hope that you have a great rest of your week and we are so excited for the next episode. So we'll talk to you soon. We'll all get our lives planned out. Happy almost holidays or happy holidays actually because some holidays have started, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, Happy holidays and we love you so much. Talk soon.